Welcome to the Hope Talks podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. You can also search for our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, and TuneIn. Welcome to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And I'm Pastor Margaret Michael. Thanks for tuning in, and today we're joined by Rodolfo Pineda, and uh, he's here to share his testimony. Rodolfo, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me today. I'm excited, actually. I'm nervous, but I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, we're glad to have you. I was really excited when I realized that you were coming on Thank you. to Thank share you. with us. So I have a question for you. Uh, Go just for a, it. a random question. <laughs> so what is your favorite dessert? My favorite dessert, I would have to say it's flan. Because it's like a bittersweet, not too sweet. You know, it's a little sometimes a little bit salty, so flan. Yes, I do love flan. Now, Grayson, have you had flan? No. <laughs> I'll have to bring you some in sometime yes, when Kenya makes some. <laughs> um, Grayson's going to have ice cream for dessert. Um, <laughs> or Hershey bars. That, oh, that's good. So chocolate and vanilla ice cream, right? Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah, I do like flan. And I like fried ice cream. Yes, yes. That is one of my favorites. She has a lot of favorites. Well, I do. I love food. Uh, Rodolfo, just start out telling us about where you're from and about how you grew up. Yeah, absolutely. So like Grayson said, um, my name is Rodolfo Pineda. I'm originally from Honduras, a small country in Central America. Uh, My parents and I and my brothers emigrated when I was four years old. We moved to New Orleans. And uh, for the first couple of years in the United States, we jumped back and forth. We lived in New Orleans for a little bit, lived in Arlington, Virginia. We moved to Texas for a while, back to New Orleans, and finally settled here in Harrisonburg in 2000. So what age were you then when y'all? When we moved to Harrisonburg, I was a little, 10 years old. You had a lot of moving. Happening. A lot of moving my first 10 years. Yeah. So how did you feel about landing in Harrisonburg? Was that a good thing for you? So at first it was different. You know, change is always different, you know. But I, I think it was hard because when we moved to Harrison, where it was the first time where I did not have my mom at home full time. Mm. You know, she became a working mom. Yeah. So that um, that was something totally different. You know, um, she was always at home when we were you know growing up, mm-hmm. small. She would always cook our breakfast and just there. You know, right. from when, when we you know got back from school, when we moved here, you know, it was totally different. Yeah. You know, it was um, got to, you know left to school. My dad put us on the bus. And my mom wouldn't get home till like 6 p.m. And my mm-hmm. dad was gone by then, you know. So that family environment, we lost it when mm-hmm. I was 10 years old. Yeah. I'm sure that was pretty actually traumatic. It yeah. is, you know. And, and um, unfortunately, it's like it's the norm, you know. Yeah. It's the norm for minorities here yeah. in the States just because, right. you know, your parents right. have to work. I mean, right. um, it's hard to survive, you know, on, on one paycheck. Yeah. So um, it was it was different for me for my little brother, but I think that was a building block for me, you know, because I went through that. So it gave me a perspective. Mm-hmm. So I was able to kind of you know build off that and try to do something different for my kids. Yeah, you know? yeah, we do learn. We Absolutely. learn from our you know from Absolutely. our family of origin and. Yep. Now, I'm not saying it was it's bad, you know, but it was just something different. Oh you know? right, yeah, yeah. Yep. Our kids, I had to work too. Well, still am, uh, yeah. but. <laughs> You know, it is different because, you know, my mom was always there yeah, when I got yeah, off right. um, the bus and on the bus. So, well, thank you uh, for sharing that. Were you all a family that went to church? Was that a part of your... No, it was not a part of our... Um, you know, we, we didn't go to church at all when I was young or growing up. You know, it wasn't a thing for us. My mom started going to church after 
I started going to church and, you know, I started going to church after I had uh, two kids. Mm. So no, you know, we never went to church growing up. Yeah. It, it wasn't something that, um, that we did. It just wasn't yeah. part of our life. So how did that, how did that come about that you started going to church? So I started coming to church not by my own will. <laughs> uh, my wife, Kenny, she would tell me, let's go to church. You know, let's go to church. I'd say, no, no, no. I got things to do on Sunday. So she started coming to this church, uh, to Harrisonburg First Church of Nazarene, Esperanza Viva. And, um, you know, she started coming without me. Uh, she started coming without me. And it was always the same thing. Let's go to church. She would get upset. You know, she'd mm-hmm. leave upset, come home upset. And it was just miserable on Sundays, you know, because I, I was expecting that. So it got to a point where I said, well, you know what? I think it's just easier for me to go for an hour and a half and make her happy and then have a nice Sunday. You know, so <laughs> what a wise man. It, 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 it was against my will, you know, but yeah. thank the Lord that um, that she, uh, he used her, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I would come to church, you know, with a negative attitude. I, I don't want to be here, but, uh, you know, it's just an hour and a half. We'll get through it. But, you know, slowly um, the Lord got my attention mm. and Pastor Sam's message, you know, one word at a time, you know, started clicking in my heart and it got to the point where um, I would come on my own, you know, I would start getting ready on Sundays, you know, and, and so forth. So it, at first, that's how it was. That's how um, I started coming to church. So if you're inviting somebody to church and they don't want to come, don't, don't give up, you know, because right. you never know who that person is going to turn into. Or That's right, because you know. <laughs> we know that God is drawing all of us to himself. Absolutely. You know, and that's why the enemy doesn't want us to yeah. be in the church because Absolutely. he doesn't want us to get um, connected um, to the body of Christ. But I'm grateful that that's she's right. a I'm grateful. I'm she's grateful a that she, Yes, I'm grateful that uh, that God used her, and uh, you know, she was very wise. Um, she also you know. sounds perseverant. She is. Right. She, is. <laughs> yes. Yes. she didn't give up on me, and, I, and I'm glad. I'm glad. That's awesome. <laughs> that is good. So, uh, Rodolfo, uh, a couple things stuck out as you were talking. Uh, I know when you were talking about, you know, how both your parents had to work and, you know, I'm sure this struggle probably happened where you knew they had to go to work, but you also knew they wanted to be with you too. I know my dad said when his dad would go work on the boat that he said it hurt him more than it hurt my dad, knowing that he had to leave his family, but knew that he had to provide for him too. So I'm sure that that experience I don't know if you want to share any of that. And then also you were talking about if you're inviting somebody to church that won't come, keep after them because, you know, eventually, you know, the Lord is working Absolutely. in their lives. And I that's the same as that if you have unsaved loved ones that you're praying yep. for, not to give up praying for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I mentioned about my parents, you know, I wasn't mad at them because I was um, old enough to realize, you know, that they had to do it, right. um, you know. Uh, I know that I know I realized at that time that we were in a different country and that it wasn't like back home, you know, where my dad could go to work and it was enough to live, you know. So I had that knowledge and, and wisdom to realize that it's not my parents' fault, you know. They have to. It's part of what life is, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't adopt a negative attitude towards that, you know. I kind of, you know, it, I, I got sad at moments, you know, because it was totally different, but. I didn't adopt a negative attitude towards it or I didn't get mad at my parents or my mom because, you know, they had to leave us at home and go to work. And then on the second thought, you know, yes, absolutely. Um, I always share my testimony. I always um, share how I came to church, you know, yeah. because um, I know there's people out there working with certain people and, and inviting, you know, and, and not everybody's going to say yes the first time. Not everybody's going to say yes the first 10 times, you know. But if you just, um, if you 
do it, you know, from the bottom of your heart and you're really looking out for people and keep inviting them, you know, the Lord will, you know, will work through you and use you, you know, to attract people to him. And I think it, it also, our life becomes the witness to those around us, you know, like when they see a life that, I would like to have that joy. Absolutely. You know, I would like Absolutely. to have what, um, I remember when I first started coming to church and I came to Christ, I remember someone at work going, what are you so happy about? Yep. You know, because I it changed me. I mean, Absolutely. Jesus changes lives. They noticed it. They noticed the difference. Absolutely. People noticed, um, and they noticed without even you sharing it. Because it happened right. to me, you know, when I came to Christ, I was a different person. But, you know, I didn't have that, I guess that, I'm not, not going to say conviction, but that, yeah, that conviction of saying, you know what, I accepted Jesus as my Lord yeah. and Savior. So it was something that people noticed, and not necessarily me going out there and sharing my testimony, right. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it's, of course, it's easy for me to go out and say, you know what, uh, I love Jesus, yeah. you know, and, and he's my Lord and Savior. Uh, but like you say, at first, people notice it. No, yeah. People notice the difference, and they ask you. Mm-hmm. So that opens up a conversation, you know, for you to, yeah. why am I, Why are you so happy? Well, this is why. Yeah. This is what's going on in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you talked about um, Rodolfo coming and hearing Pastor Sam's messages, and slowly, by hearing the words and everything, you, your heart started to change. Absolutely. And uh, soften toward God. Talk about when you... Uh, finally surrendered your life to him and came to have a personal relationship with Christ. Yeah, so it was during a retreat, a men's retreat at the camp. It was my first retreat. So, you know, they invited me to go to the retreat. At first, you know, I was kind of skeptical. Um, You know, I had never been a part of something like that. You know, I had never been a part of um, church activities without my wife. So I I wasn't really, you know, sure if I wanted to go. But, you know, I'm, I'm happy that the Lord touched my heart, and I went. You know, I went. It was a weekend, you know, where I was able to disconnect myself from everything, you know. Um, I was able to, I guess, find myself, you know, because um, it was a moment in my life where there was a lot going on. Um, and, you know, just the, the ambient, you know, and the messages, and I realized in that moment, you know, that I did not want to live another life, you know, that I needed to change for me, for my family. Not only did I want to change, I needed to change, yeah. you know. So it, it was during, you know, a, a men's retreat at camp that I came to the Lord. Your wife got a new man, Absolutely, right? absolutely. How was that coming home and um, sharing wow. that? She was excited, you know. <laughs> she, she, I mean, for her, you know, it, it, it was life-changing because it was a moment in our life where our marriage was kind of broken, mm. you know. Yeah. So not only did the Lord work in me, but he also worked in my marriage, mm. You know, I left a lot of um, bad habits, you know, and, yeah. and it was just, you know, from there on, you know, um, the Lord kept building and building yeah. upon us. Yeah. So uh, talk about, you know, since that men's retreat, since you surrendered your life to Christ, kind of the work that he's continued to do in your life and how that's changed your life. So it's changed my life, you know, in tremendous ways. Um, it's given me a, another perspective. You know, it's given me um, purpose. It's, um, you know, I'm a totally different man because of that. Um, you know, I'm, I can say I'm a better man. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. not trying to be, you know, as humble as I can. I, I say yeah. I'm a better man, you know. Yeah. I'm a better husband, a better uh, father. I'm a, you know, I'm a better son, brother, friend, you know, just because, you know, the it's the Lord working in you, you know, it's, it's hard to explain. It's hard to explain, you know, you look at people with different eyes, mm-hmm. you know, people hurt you and you don't want to hurt them back, right. you know, 
you realize that God has a plan through you and that everything that happens in your life has a purpose, you know? So even when you're going through tough situations, you learn to be thankful. You learn to, you know, to have vision and, and ask yourself, okay, Lord, what are you trying to do in my life? It used to be when I went through tough situations, you know, I would get mad and angry and upset, you know, and, and why? why? Why is this happening? But now, you know, I start to say, okay, Lord, what are you trying to show me? Yeah. You know, right. or you even live life expecting God's goodness, you know, and you realize that, okay, I'm going through a bad situation, but now I'm expecting the good because that's what God is. You know, he turns the bad into good. That's who he is. So it just gives you, you know, peace. It gives you peace. You know, you walk around with total peace in your mind, in your heart. When we realize that we're really not in control of anything. You're not in control. You know, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> it, I mean. It, it helps. Absolutely. Because, you know, you even your, 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 your decision, the decisions that you make, you know, you pray over them and you say, well, Lord, I'm going to make this decision, but you're in control. Yeah. You know, so that, it's, it's just relaxing. That's right. That's <laughs> you know, that right. doesn't mean that you're going to be irresponsible and, and, and not do things and not make decisions, you know, but it gives you a different perspective. Well, if you want to share about any areas maybe in the church where he's used you to serve or, you know, just maybe even in your job where you've been able to witness to people that you work with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so at church, I serve in uh, J&I, which is youth ministry. I've also served in um, serving to the homeless. Um, what's that mm. ministry? Open doors. Open doors. Um, you know, I've served in, I've also served in, um, you know, teaching, um, we call it classes centrales in, in Spanish, central, the classes, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just, you know, when I came to the Lord, I realized that I needed to serve. You know, it used to be that the world before Christ, you know, before I came to the Lord, everything revolved around me, you know, and, and well, how could I benefit from this? But, you know, after I turned my life to Christ, you know, I realized that it's not about me. It's about my brothers and sisters around me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it gives you that, need and that want to serve you know and at work you know it's just it's 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 beautiful to be able to um to share to share to other people you know people ask you know people people ask hey you know uh, what's I, I like like pastor margaret said i see something different in you you know um i and, and you're able to speak of the lord and say you know what this is what god has done in my life you know um, especially people that know you before christ mm-hmm. and and, and know, you know and you're able to share with them it doesn't even have to be, you know, I mean, it could be anywhere. It could be during lunch. It could be, you know, working. You don't need a an auditorium to share your testimony. You know, you don't right. need a platform. It right. could just be anywhere. Right. Um, you know, so you learn to not lose those opportunities. You know, um, you learn to um, share about your testimony everywhere you go. Yeah. And, you know, people have asked me lately, hey, you know, I've seen a change in your life. You know, I've seen a change in you. Uh, what have you done? I said, nothing. It's the Lord. <laughs> you know, there's nothing I could do, you know, to, I guess I was telling, there's nothing that I could have done, you know, to be where I'm at. It's all God's promise, you know, for my life, for my family. Yeah, It's powerful, and it is it's hard to explain. I've said often in my life that Jesus took up residence in low-class housing. <laughs> and I mean, you know, I was just, I felt like there. I was hopeless. I felt yeah. like I was there was no reason, you know, that I felt like God would never forgive me for the things I did. Yep, and yep. Uh, man, when I figured out that there was salvation, um, that Christ died uh, for all my sin, yep. you know, it just, it makes, it's just, it gives life. And Absolutely. You said that it, you found purpose. Mm-hmm. What does it look like? 
and you've talked about some of the things that you do, but how, talk to us a little bit about that purpose. Like what that look like when you realize you have this purpose? Yeah. So, you know, how does it look like? Like I mentioned before, you know, you don't need an auditorium, you know, you don't need a platform, you know, you realize that you can change people's life by simply sharing your testimony, you know, um, it gives you that power to say, you know what, I understand you, you know, because people talk, people talk about themselves. And, and, you know, I learned to slow down. I learned to actually sit down with somebody mm-hmm. and have a five minute conversation where to me that wasn't valuable. You know, I don't have to, I, 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 you know, many years ago before I came to the Lord, I didn't have time for that. You know, I don't, I don't want to hear your problems, you know, but now you're looking yeah. for those opportunities, yeah. you know, because you know that through what God has done in your life, you have the power to speak, you know, to speak life, to speak blessing, mm. you know. And, and I always say, you know, if you can help somebody uh, financially, you know, if somebody needs a plate of food, wonderful, give it to them. But if you have nothing on you, you know, with five, you know, I, I tell my friends, you know, five minutes of my sincere and honest time, 10 minutes of my time can be more valuable than $20, $30 that I can offer you. You know, right. because money I can make again, but my right. time is never going to come back. Right. So if I give you my sincere time and I invest in you and listen to you, you know, God might speak through me. Right. You know? Yeah. They, you know, Pastor Sam has said when a believer is around a lost person or a saved person, they're still one person away from one God. One person away from God. Absolutely. Right. And yep. Those distractions that we used to get when we didn't have time to talk to yeah. someone, now it becomes a divine appointment, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Right. You know, sometimes I see myself, you know, being late for certain things, you know, but if I'm talking to somebody and they're talking to me about their problems and I have a word that I can give to them, right. you know, I can excuse myself with my head high. You know what? I'm sorry I'm late, but something came up. But yeah. you know that it was worth it. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And to go along with the thought that you said about each person's only one person from God, if they're around yep. us as believers, yep. is that we might be the only person that that person ever sees Christ yes. through. So we need to not take that lightly not and make that sure lightly. that we take advantage, like it says in the Bible, of the opportunities yeah. that we have with non-believers. And so that's very important. And yeah, our time is, like you said, is more valuable than money. And our experiences, if we're able to encourage that person, Absolutely. then that's... Yeah, we might not even know till eternity the impact that our time has had on Absolutely, and, and you don't do it, you know, to, to get praise or you don't do it to, to get anything back, you know. But, you know, you just get that, yes, that sense of purpose, you know, knowing that you can invest your time in somebody, you know. And there's always need, you know, need is out there um, in your family, in your own family. Oh, yes. You know? So it's just you realize that everybody needs God. Right. You know, nobody's exempt from from needing the right. Word of God. Right. Yeah, we all have that God-shaped void in our life, right? right. Like yeah. if God doesn't fill it, all these other things come to fill it. <laughs> Absolutely. And then Absolutely. that's where the troubles come. Absolutely. Um, but. And, you know, I mean, like going back to my wife, you know, I would have never came to church if I, if it wasn't for her, you know. Um, I, I, I think, you know, I mean, it wasn't like I felt in my heart, oh, I need to go to church. Some people might feel that, yeah. you know. Right. But it wasn't my case, you know. Right. It, was, it was my wife insisting it was my wife you know uh repeatedly inviting me and, and even getting upset with me you know and, and i used to get mad at her for that but now i thank her for that yeah. you know right. so, uh, so just, i get that same you know that same i guess perspective and saying you know what if i if my wife didn't give up on me you know, how can i give up on right 
the people around me. Mm-hmm. So she was that one person for you. She, she was, was that, that one person that you were one person away from God. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, and like I said, I mean, we were going through many difficult situations. You know, so it would have been easier for her to say, you know what, I'm done. Yeah. But no, you know, she, she stuck around long yeah. enough for God to work yeah. in our lives. That's powerful. Absolutely. And, you know, I just think about those that are listening that maybe are dragging their feet going to church with their spouse or maybe not going because, you know, they're just not thinking it's for them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and even, you know, after, I mean, even after I came to the Lord, you know, it was her who invited me to CR, mm-hmm. you know. It was her who took that extra step and said, you know what, we need this. You know, and it was her who said, you know, I think this is going to be something valuable for us to do. Mm-hmm. You know, we went through the steps, and that was also life-changing, you know. that yes. you, I mean, totally. Um, you know, we talk about, um, you know, we, can, we I can't leave this room without talking about what CR has done in my life, mm-hmm. you know, because it has been one of the things that has helped me to maintain, you know, my growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Silver Recovery has been, like, it. The step studies, like, it's something everybody should do, right? Uh, exactly. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I thought I was a normal person, you know, walking into CR and say, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I think I'm good. I said, you know, uh, that was my attitude, you know. Yeah. I, I'm not, you know, an addict. I'm, I'm not this, you know. But reading, you know, going through the steps, I was like, oh, wow, this is for me. <laughs> I really need this, you know. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, I mean, everybody needs it. You know, you don't have to be like, I mean, you don't have to hit rock bottom to need celebrate recovery. You know, yeah. everybody I feel should consider going through the steps. Yeah, I just remember I said, "Well, I'll go through it." I mean, I have addiction in my past, but I said, "I'll go through it because I need to to be a leader." <laughs> That's why I went through it, and boy, I've been through. I'm on my fifth one now, I well, believe. God is still uncovering stuff. Right? So, you exactly. know, it's like, yeah. you, but it's every good. time you go. I mean, yeah. It's a different level of maturity, maybe when you go, yeah. you know, when, when you go with a different perspective. Yeah, it's been powerful in my life too, and, that, and that's why you know I say to you know, don't feel wise, mm. you know, be humble and realize that God has not finished with you. You know, um, every time I've taken, you know, the like called hace la madurez, um, part of the central classes, I've taken some classes three times. Mm. And every single time I learn something different. Yeah. Every single time, you know, God does something in my life because you go in with a different perspective, a different, you know, a different time in your life, yeah. you know, different needs in your life. Yeah. So, you know, I always tell people, don't think that God's done with you, you know. As he is not. As, he as is long not. as we're breathing. Yes. Right. There's still work to There's do, still right? work to be done. <laughs> There's still work to be done. If you're not dead, God's not done. Exactly. That's exactly. Good. Yes. That's good. So if you'd like to share uh, what night y'all meet and what time for Celebrate Recovery, in case somebody listening might be interested. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So we meet at 7 p.m. through Zoom. Our leader is Alberto Martinez. Um, So if, you know, you want to meet, I'm part of the the open service right Mm -hmm. now. So, you know, if if you don't know what Celebrate Recovery is and you're, uh, you know, kind of, what is that? You know, Mm -hmm. I want to learn more about it. You know, I invite you to to join our group. Um, You know, it is a Spanish-speaking group, but I'm pretty sure that in English also there's there's an English-speaking group. But our group meets Mondays at 7 p.m. I'm sure if you visit our website, cotnaz.org, slash Celebrate Recovery, you can find out the details, English or Spanish, for Celebrate Recovery. Yep, and we start, English starts at 6.30 um, on Monday nights as well. So, yeah. English or Spanish, we would love to have you. Um, just reach out and um, get in touch with us if you have any questions. It'd be awesome. 
Well, Rodolfo, what else about your testimony would you like to share? Maybe anything in your life, any things that have happened that have had a huge impact on your life or anything else that we haven't asked you already or that you haven't shared already? So one thing that, you know, that I, that I like, like I mentioned before, you know, if you have any doubts, you know, about coming to church or if you've ever been hurt by somebody from church, you know, Give church a second chance, you know, um, because if I would have said no, you know, if I would have said no to accepting God, if I would have said no to coming to church, if I would have said no to, you know, to come into celebrate recovery, I wouldn't be here today. You know, I wouldn't be where I'm at. Um, I probably would be divorced. You know, I probably would have many addictions, you know. So that right there is the biggest you know, change in my life, just knowing that if I wouldn't have said yes to Jesus, you know, four years ago, I know that, I mean, I'd be dead. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't exist. I mean, I I wouldn't have my family, you know, I'd be alone if if not, you know, so that right there is just, you know, the, the biggest change, you know, just what God has done in my life and the change that he's done in me, you know, the change that he's done in my marriage, you know, I think that's the biggest change, you know, so if somebody has invited you to church, you know, give church a try. That's what I can tell you. Um, because you never know. Um, you don't know what the, what the Lord has for you. Um, you know, and, I mean, he will change your life. You know, in Ephesians 3, it says that um, God has things planned for us we've never thought of or imagined. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I believe that's a reality for you. Yep. Like, you were, you know, at a place where things were looking pretty bleak and yeah, just downhill. to see where you are now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and even, you know, when you plan, when you, um, you know, when you plan ahead, you know, it's wonderful how God accelerates mm. your goals. Yeah. You know, I've set goals for myself, you know, and, 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 and I say, okay, I want to be here. And God just has a way of multiplying that, you yeah. know, <laughs> I mean, I'm like, uh, it's it's just wonderful, you know, how he can multiply your effort. Yeah. You know, um, it used to be that I would move, 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 and get nothing done. You know, but when you do things for the Lord, when you do things to honor Him, He just has that way of making your effort great. Right. You know, right. makes me think of Psalm one thirty nine five, where it talks about the Lord. Um, goes before us, that he makes yes, a way for us. Absolutely. And then he hymns us in. And I love the Passion Translation of that scripture. It says that he protects us from the harm of our past. Yep. Like that's, I mean, he has put that away, absolutely. right? As absolutely. far as the East is from the West. Absolutely. And then he says, says and he imparts blessing. Yep. Absolutely. On us. Yeah, and I just, that's a picture of what you're your past has no power over you. Right, right. You know? That's good. It used to be where you would you I would drag that in the backpack on my back uh-huh. every single day. You know. Yeah. Yep. Um. But when I, you know, when you come to the Lord, He just, you know, lightens you. Right. You mm. know, and, and you don't drag that anymore. That doesn't that doesn't haunt you anymore. Right. You know, you're more focused on today. Right. You know, the moment. Right. And what the Lord's going to do in your life. Right. The enemy would want us to be either in our past. In, in regret of our past or in fear of our future. Exactly. And God wants us to live in the present. In the present, right. absolutely. Because right. if you know that if you do things today to honor him, right. you know, your future, he's, he, right. he's covered by him, right. you know. Love God and love people and you'll, absolutely. you'll live a life without absolutely. regret. And yeah. that backpack, that's just a great imagery of, 
you know, like just throwing off the weight, you know, and giving it to God, you know, taking his burden where he says his burden is light, learn from him. Uh, And so we're making a bad trade, so to speak. Pastor Adrian had a series a while back (laughs) saying that God makes bad trades. Like, you know, he takes our burdens and gives us, you know, freedom. And and, uh, also... Um, as you were talking, a scripture verse came to my mind. It's the scripture verse that talks about how he has better things planned for us than we can think or imagine. Absolutely. Measurably more Absolutely. than we can yeah. think or imagine. Yeah. Our so. goals and our dreams come short of what right. God has for us. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Right. For sure. So. Hope. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. he gives us hope. Absolutely. Uh, so, Rodolfo, thank you for joining us today on Hope Talks. It's been great to have you. Thanks for sharing your testimony with us. Thank you for having me. It's, uh, you know, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, just the fact that, you know, you consider me um, to share my testimony, you know, um, humbles me. And it just, you know, assures me that God, you know, is, is working in my life, you know, and I hope my testimony um, serves you. And I hope that you're able to, you know, to use it in your life, you know, know that if God and take a broken person like me and transform me, you know, he can certainly work, you know, in you, you know, or even with a family member. Um, so like I said before, you know, just if you're inviting somebody to church, if you're inviting somebody to celebrate recovery, don't give up on that person. Mm-hmm. You know, keep on inviting yeah. just because right. you never know um, when God's going to touch them and, and what God's going to do with that right. person. Yeah. Right. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast. We pray that it's been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Thanks for listening to today's podcast of Hope Talks. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe for updates and the latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisburg, Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.